0: Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast with my dad, Matt, and his friend, James, talking about real, relevant things and
1: sharing of- <laughs> Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. This is James Gomez coming to you from Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. I serve Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, and I'm here with my buddy, my friend, my colleague, Matt Coyne. He serves Rollins Church in Manton, Michigan. How are you doing today, Matthew?
0: Well, James... I'm doing fantastic because I've been listening to Christmas music because of our snowstorm and it's got me in the
1: Christmas mood.
0: I've already been in it for a month.
1: Snow puts you in the Christmas mood.
0: Well, it's (laughs) so, this is so funny, James. They are literally, we're hitting the uh, lake effect and there is a news report that is calling three inches up to two feet.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a range.
0: It's it's, it's a great. I mean, we probably I don't know how many we've got. Maybe like five, six inches so far. Um, but it's just so funny. Like it literally says three inches to two feet, and I'm like, you're not even.
1: And they don't know. Yeah, and they admit like, that they don't, don't know. know. It
0: depends what happens. And I'm like, you're not even trying. Like I
1: could, I could do that. Okay. So But it's super honest, right? Yeah,
0: I respect that. At least they're you not to respect trying, that. <laughs> yeah. So. So I'm doing good James. I'm excited to be well, here with you as yeah. always.
1: Well, well we got snow over here too on the other side of the lake. Yeah, and it's corn. not a lot. It's just uh yeah. It's just a an inch or two in some spots I suppose, okay. but enough of a enough of a dusting and it's cold enough where it's it just it sticks. It's yeah. it's here. So, here we that are. Winter a little bit slippery, here. whatever. How are you doing? Yeah. But well, I'm great, but I'm a little, I mean, and I've been listening to Christmas music too, I'll admit, but the re- the reason why, it's not because I like it or love it or like, this is what I do at this time of the year. Um, the local clergy, uh, as you have mm-hmm. been a part of in the past, uh, we produced a an Advent devotional booklet um, that's focused on... Christ in our carols. So we have carols from around the world, different cultures. Like so, okay. So simple things like Silent Night has its roots in Stille Nacht, which is a German hymn. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but Oh Holy Night has its roots in French, and um, there's some other ones that are completely foreign, like Los Peces en el Rio, which is the fish in the river. That's Latin America. So we're, we're exploring a bunch of those right. in our Advent theme. So I'm listening to all these all these carols and kind of enjoying them, I have to say. But that's why I'm listening this early uh, in the season. You. Otherwise, I wouldn't.
0: Hey, speaking of Silent Night, there's a place here <laughs> in uh, Frankenmuth, uh, Michigan. It's called Bronner's. Mm-hmm. And they have a replica of the Silent Night Chapel the, where uh, the first time it was ever sung. And they have the whole history of it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful little chapel. And Talk about how it had to be played on a guitar for the first time because the piano was or the organ was down. Right. Uh, so, and it's just really cool. They have it in, I think, like forty different languages, and uh, the history of songs are just—it's mm. a—they're great things. So I'm glad that's cool. You should send—you yeah. should uh, send me one. I'd like to see that.
1: I might do that for you. Thank um, you. And maybe we'll share the yes. link um, on the yeah, on Outdoors the Pastors podcast Facebook page and stuff. So the connecting piece, since we're talking about Christmas stuff uh, and last week we talked about Mm -hmm. emotions and I got some positive feedback. Like that's a, that's not a subject that gets addressed too often. Um, I think we, we operate more of a, more in a business sort Mm -hmm. of sense oftentimes, you know, as, as pastors and leaders holding ourselves together and, and whatnot, but the season that's coming up Christmas what is it sometimes called the most wonderful time of the year? It's the most right.
0: wonderful
1: but, time. Maybe I should start talking <laughs> over the top of that. <laughs> well, the there's a there's a, a sense that it is the most wonderful time. I mean there the, people do love the songs and there's there's there is joy to be found at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But there's there are there are other emotions that sometimes people find as yep. well. <laughs> and it's not all about joy or happiness or peace. And I know that we have talked about this, uh, you and I have talked about this, the concept of the longest yes. night. I know we're jump I'm jumping ahead a little bit. It's in the mm-hmm. middle of Advent. The longest night is the twenty mm-hmm. first yep. of December. And sometimes the, the service that's associated with that is called either the Longest Night or Blue Christmas. And it's a time to recognize that not everybody's yeah. happy. Not everybody's filled with joy. And I think this year you are planning such a service at your congregation at yeah. Rollins Church. Yeah, we, we right? are
0: doing a Longest Night service, uh, Blue Christmas, on uh, December 21st. It's always on the 21st, if you're not familiar, because it's the longest night of the year. Uh, and this past year, we've had multiple, uh, families, uh, who have, have lost loved ones. And, you know, James, you and I have talked about this, the year of the firsts, uh, you know, the first birthdays, the first Mm -hmm. anniversaries, the first holidays, those first special times without your loved one. And I just really felt that this church, our church would be in our community would be blessed by having this night where, like you said James it's it's such a joyful time for so many but we forget that it's not joyful for a lot of people again it might be the first christmas the first holiday season without that loved one or they were diagnosed with with something that you know this is their first christmas their first holiday season that they're dealing with that new diagnosing diagnosis diagnosis whatever
1: Um, so So, yeah, it's not just about, it's not just about death and grief, but, um, but also, you know, this is, you know, even mortality can be in the mix. You know, I'm, I'm sick. I can't do the same things I used to do. So it's just a different feel. And so that longest night service is an opportunity to simply acknowledge it, you know, the elephant in the middle of the room, Mm -hmm. you know, this is like, I'm struggling with something. So let's just, Let's just honor yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And and I'm I'm looking for I don't I know kind of sounds sick. I'm looking forward to it. But I am because the tradition I come from so many. I've actually told people about this. They're like, we've never heard of it. We've never heard of it. This is a great idea. We've never heard of it. What is this? And I put it in our bulletin and I people go, what's blue Christmas? Are we going to be singing blue Christmas or. And so it's that opportunity.
1: The porky, yeah. the porky pig <laughs> <laughs> version.
0: Um. <laughs> but. <baneem, baneem>. <laughs> Uh, of course, we had to turn that into um, But uh, so it's the opportunity to open up about what I have said so often, James, that I love about traditions in the church. And Advent's one of them. That's why, you know, in my church, this focus on Advent, the focus we had on uh, for Lent earlier this year was new to everybody. Mm-hmm. A Good Friday service was never done at this church. Um, so things like that. I think, are getting people out of the rut or out of that mindset of, oh, there's different ways to worship. But then you have on the other side of it, when we get too into that, well, it's Advent, so we got to do this and we got to do that. And we got to light this candle and do light. There's also, you could go too far the other way as well.
1: Right. Where the tradition kind of just trumps all the yes. the reasons mm-hmm. for doing it. Like when it's brand new, you can approach it like, well, we, we want this, we need this. And you can look around at your parish. I mean, I think you've had a number of, of deaths in your congregation. I, we have. You are doing funerals for, you know, for a lot of families. Yeah. And so now you can bring this in as a, a way to meet those needs and to address, I mean, we talked about emotions last week. So this is like a way to address the emotions that people want to express but they don't feel like Mm -hmm. they can in a joy filled service or at Christmas. So they put on the face and that's just not fair to the emotions that God has given us to help us express ourselves and to, and to grieve appropriately. And and
0: this is that opportunity. So if you're listening and you go, what happens at a service like this, I'm going to actually let James answer that (laughs) because he's done, I've only done two of these in the past, uh, but, It really is, James, I love how you said that it's that opportunity for them to take that face off and to really let those emotions out. Um, Because as the church, again, what did we say last week? We're to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, celebrate with those who celebrate, however you want to look at it. And if we're not allowing that, then we're falling short as the church.
1: Yeah. You know, I was just actually listening to, I got a Spotify channel that, um, or a playlist that is just the oldies. It's, I mean, it's, it's, ca- mm-hmm. that's the category. So I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody for what songs are on the oldies <laughs> station, <laughs> but some of the songs I grew up with are mm-hmm. now on the oldies station. That feels a little weird, but, but this one was, um, um, mm-hmm. turn, turn, turn mm-hmm. by the birds. And so it is definitely a little bit older, but based on Ecclesiastes. And it just talks about the seasons for everything. And if that's in the Bible, that there are seasons for everything, and we just, and I'm not even talking seasons of the church year, like we said, Advent and Epiphany and Lent and all that, but a season for Mm. crying, a season, like a time for this. Like There are moments when this is the right way to respond to whatever we've got going on. So again, longest night is an opportunity for that. And there's there's no right or wrong way to do it, except to invite people into it. It is definitely a more somber occasion where you're deliberately withholding some of the more joy-filled tunes, mm-hmm. perhaps. So the hymns are a little more calm. You might sing Silent Night, but you also might sing In the Bleak Midwinter or something else. And or maybe nothing at all. Just play music and give up people the opportunity to just have the space. But there's a lot of candle lighting. There's the the concept of new life. So you might have um, the symbol of a, a jar full of sticks or something, and then people will have the opportunity during the the service to come up and put carnations, like maybe blue tinted mm-hmm. carnations, in the midst of all that. And so you take the old and the you know the barren, and you kind of put or breathe new life into it, or you light a candle as a symbol of hope. Those are the kinds of things that we do at a blue Christmas or longest nights.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I've let my congregation know is that even if you're not in a season of mourning, or a season where this is not an exciting time, a blue Christmas or the longest night of worship is a service you can still come to, (laughs) you know, it's, I think it's that opportunity for you to be there to support your brothers and sisters in Christ who are going through this time, because if it's just those people who are grieving coming together, they need ones who are not going through that season of life to be there, to lift them up and to support them and to love on them. So uh, I want to make sure that if you're listening to know that too, well, I'm not in that season, so I don't have to go. No, I, I would argue you should. <laughs> I would argue you should go to support one another.
1: Yeah, totally agree with that. And when you brought up wanting to do such a thing, I, I've only conducted a couple of them here in Sturgeon Bay, uh at Prince of Peace, and I worked with Nancy Bontempo mm-hmm. at Friends Church to to do one as well. But uh at my where I started learning about it when I was serving the parish in Glencoe, Minnesota, and I worked with some of the other uh, pastors, uh, let's see, I think Christie and Penny and Bridget and Kenny, maybe, I don't know. I, I forget some of the other ones, but they introduced that to me and it was a really positive experience. I think for the, it was not super, uh, there wasn't a big crowd, yeah. but that's okay. It gave it a more intimate feel. And, um, I think that served people very well, but I agree with your point of showing up and just being supportive of those who might be hurting more than you are. That's okay. If your presence is just your presence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's that same feel of the good Friday service. You know, we had the same, uh, I, this, I'm sorry, we haven't had this service. I can't say the same reaction, but we had this reaction when people left, they go, that was one of the most powerful services I've ever been a part of because I, I would argue one because it's so different; it's not what you were used to on a Sunday, and two because it really changes the focus of how we worship. And and mm. it so again those emotions that we show within the church that we're so well, let's hide it. We don't want people to see that we're hurting. We don't want people to see that we're grieving right now. No. Were to do that as a church. And part of that is back to Good Friday to be doing that, remembering what Jesus did for us. Uh, so,
1: yeah, well, I kind of wonder if um, the emotions are things that we deliberately suppress because we give the impression that if you are a believer and that you really have Christ living in you, then you will be mm. different. Like you will respond to Tragedy and hardship with joy, yeah, and I—that is true. I mean, scripturally, you know, we rejoice in our sufferings. Mm-hmm. You're a big Romans guy, so you've got, you know, some of those passages. But um, that's just not the way it is. Like it to be fully human, and we can look at Jesus as the example. Uh, he is God. And he knows the Father intimately and intimately, if I said that correctly <laughs> incorrectly um, and yet he suffers, he experiences yes. pain and and grief, and you know he wept at his friend Lazarus. All these sorts of emotions yes. are part of who he is, so I think it would be wrong to deny ourselves that, and so I think creating the seasons of the church year help us to explore those emotions more fully rather than. Oh, it's always Easter, or it's yes. always the joy of Pentecost. And this is like there's so much excitement, and then there's joy at uh at Christmas. Well, I think Advent and a Lent can lend toward acknowledging that there are other emotions to be had in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. So Advent, the season that is coming up next, is a precursor to Christmas. That's a time of waiting and anticipation and so as we wait for Christ to return in glory we're we're left waiting yes and it's and it's not necessarily easy to wait whether you're an impatient person or you're just not sure of what that time is going to be the unknowns kind of create a little bit of uneasiness so to acknowledge that feeling or emotion at the time of advent can be good
0: yes yeah and so this advent um is that you know, like you said, we're we're waiting in anticipation and the, for that arrival. But like you also said, within our theology of we're waiting for the second coming of Christ too. We're an Advent of that as well. So, um, right. and, and those emotions. One thing I love that you said, going backtracking a little bit, how you said where Paul was talking about emotions and how Jesus showed emotions. You know, as Christian, and you said as Christians, we're kind of to be joyful. And I I look to Paul in Philippians, one of the most famous verses in 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we always skip the part when we go back and he says, I've learned the secret that in all situations to be content in all situations. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so content is blissfully happy. So there's a difference between being content in the situation and grieving when you're in the situation. So, for example, if you if you lose a loved one, you're to be joyful in Christ as far as this is the season I'm in, I'm content, but I'm grieving. And, you know, there are those times where you can even say, God, I don't like that I'm in this season, but I trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my faith, my hope in you. But that doesn't mean I don't like the season I'm currently in right now. Give me the strength to get through that. As James says, you know, let's take joy in our trials and tribulations, um, which produce steadfastness. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I
1: think it's important to recognize that we can also entertain two different feelings or almost two different states. At the same time, I mean, you can be, you can acknowledge your grief and acknowledge the joy or hope at the same time. I miss my, my mom or my dad, um, you know, a loved one, but yet I have hope and joy knowing that they're in heaven Mm -hmm. and you can balance both of those things. So it's not just one or the other. Yes. So yeah, so Advent is coming up, gives way to Christmas. And then in, um, I'll say traditional traditions. <laughs> so my <laughs> tradition, uh so I always, you know, that's what I know, so it's I I sometimes assume that other churches, you know, have similar traditions, but um after that comes the season of Epiphany mm-hmm. and then we've got Lent and then Easter. Yeah. So Lent is another one that sometimes takes a little bit of a a more somber approach to the season. And recognizing that we're human mm-hmm. it starts off with uh, Ash Wednesday. We're mortal beings, and so to say, okay, you know, um, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not, um, I'm not perfect. I'm not, um, I'm not in heaven. I haven't. I'm not experiencing eternity at this point, and so I'm going to still suffer and struggle through the wilderness of this life. And I think yeah. just to 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 give it that the time that it deserves is important for the Christian life.
0: I agree. And I think this is where those who were not raised as we approach Advent. And if you're wondering why Matt and James, why are you doing something every single day? Because we think it for us, it has made a big impact in our life to really focus during the Advent season again for the Lent season. So what have we always said? We want to be here to walk alongside you. So that's why we're we take it so seriously. And that's why we are praying and we're hoping that you take it seriously too, as you await the arrival of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And we want to be there with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I like and I like talking with you about this today, Matt. I'm, I mean, like Me I too. do every week. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm never really yeah. like, I don't walk away and I'm like, <laughs> that was crap. You know, I don't, I don't do that. Do I talk um, to this but guy? I, some are more enjoyable than others. Uh, maybe it's the ease with which the, the conversation happens. Yeah. I don't know. But um, but this is a good one. And I look forward to spending some more time during yeah. the Advent season, uh, sharing some things with you and with our, our listeners. So I hope everybody looks forward to that. Yeah.
0: And you'll get to see us, which I'm sorry for that. But at least we're looking forward for our live shows again. Don't forget every Saturday beginning uh, November 20. Why did I say Saturday? Sunday. Because you're a goofy. (laughs) James was looking at me strange. Every Sunday in Advent, starting (laughs) Sunday, November 27th, it's 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern Mm -hmm. on our Facebook page. You can catch us live. And then every day during the Advent season, uh, you'll catch our mini podcast, which are going to be about five minutes or so. So we hope you can starting join us. Starting
1: December 1st, though. Starting yes. December thank 1st you. Starting the
0: Advent season. Thank you. Yeah. So starting December 1st, because the at the uh, devotional is 25 days. So so every Sunday during Advent, you'll find us live 630 Central, 730 Eastern on our Facebook page. And then every day in Advent, you'll find us just a mini podcast, if you will. Uh, and we'll make sure that we put that uh, devotional up on our Facebook page this upcoming week so you can print it out or follow along however you'd like so um, right yeah
1: so that's one opportunity for them to navigate the the season of Advent and we'll also post about the uh, on the, the the blog link for the Christ yes. in Our Carols yes um, so if you are people who like to sing or like to learn new songs then you have that opportunity because Matt and I while on our podcast we're not gonna, we're not going to sing that's just not advisable I, try. I don't know if I try. Yeah, it's but just it's not, not, not a good plan for us. We'll let the you know, let the music take care of that yes. on the other side of things. So all right. I think we're done for today. Uh this is Not the Worst Pastors Podcast with Matt and James, and we will see you well, we'll see you when we see you, but hopefully we see you on uh on November twenty seventh. See ya.